This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Again, you dial in, bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Uh, And you can visit us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites. Enjoy over at freetalklive.com. In fact, the main feature of the uh, the site allows you to influence some of the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves. You just go there, get registered for an account if you don't already have one yet, and then you could submit different uh, news items or blog posts or videos, things that you think our listeners might enjoy. And if they enjoy them, they will vote them up. If they don't, they'll vote them down, and the most voted up of the items will make it to the front and the top uh, page of our website at freetalklive.com. Now, Mark, uh, I came in here tonight to discover that you had scheduled a guest for me. What's going on? Well, I'm, normally we don't have guests on Free Talk Live, and normally I don't schedule the guests if we do have guests on Free Talk Live. But, well, you know, something glorious happened yesterday. Um, that was that yesterday was the Super Tuesday around the nation, the sort of off, uh, you know, off big election Super Tuesday. And a candidate that we've been watching on this show uh, has, well, has managed to make it through the uh, the first of the gauntlet. I mean, a very, a very difficult step uh, for most candidates making it through the primary. He is now the uh, Republican nominee, I guess, for uh, the the district running against Nancy Pelosi. Now, in this does California. not normally get me excited at all, and I can't say I'm particularly excited by anything that happens in politics. However. Uh, the reason why I had this gentleman on the show in the past was because a lot of people were getting all up, you know, excited in the liberty movement about Rand Paul. And I kept saying, this guy, Rand Paul, is not a libertarian. He does not believe in liberty on not even a, a close to the amount of issues that his, his own father does. And I said, well, there's got to be somebody else better out there that's running for a political office that people who love freedom could get behind and John Dennis, you are uh, the best uh, best that I could find out there. At least uh, that the Mark uh, <laughs> wow. high praise Mark presented me with. You know, you know it's politics, and uh, you, that's the game, right? So here you are, and welcome back to Free Talk Live. Uh, I don't know, have we ever had a politician on a second time on this program? Mark? I think we've had Ron Paul on twice. Really? I don't think we have. I think he's only. Been I can't on answer. I think we only had Ron Paul on once. So uh, John Dennis, uh, one of the only pol- politicians to uh, to grace our airwaves, I think twice. Uh, congratulations and congratulations on your win last night. How much did? How well did you win? And did you did you run away with it? Mm, ten points. Ten points. It's pretty yeah. good. I think somebody might call that a landslide. So, meaning meaning uh, <laughs> fifty five, forty five, something like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And uh, t- tell us a uh, tell us what you think this means uh, as far as your win. How how are you interpreting it? Well, I'm sort of I'm still processing that at the moment. Actually, I'm just wondering if. Uh, my first radio interview after a, a night like that, when I'm supposed to be decompressing, I have to face Ian's firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wanted, I don't think I complimented you about this uh, when you were on the air with us. It was a couple of days later that I saw there was a website. Oh, gosh, you probably know it. I think it was John Dennis Exposed. And I saw that somebody posted it on their Facebook, and I thought, oh, no. Oh, gosh, what have they unearthed about this guy? Because this was uh, just a, a few weeks after Rand Paul had been outed saying, uh, calling the people in Guantanamo thugs and advocating for military tribunals and, and building underground border fences and uh, putting helicopters and just all kinds of police state 
uh, big government uh, ideas he was spewing out, and that word had broken, and I thought, oh gosh, there's a whole website now devoted to exposing John Dennis. What is this? And so I went there, just right after I had you on the air, praising you because you sounded pretty liberty-oriented to me. Uh, So I go to this site expecting the worst, and... It's actually a hit piece site that was put out by the the lady, uh, if you want to call her that, the uh, the person that you we just call beat. Her that. <laughs> uh, well, it's politics. Uh, the, the 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 challenger, if you will, within this primary, had created this hit piece website. That in many cases they had their own little video that they were running on YouTube that that centered around some of the things that you'd said that were very nice about antiwar.com. And I thought, oh, wow, this is actually a, a hit piece from the Republican candidate showing why you're not a real Republican. And uh, I just thought that was fantastic. And uh, apparently it didn't do a, a darn thing to hurt you because you walked away with the uh, the election. Yeah, well, you know, there wasn't a lot of traction on, on that site. Actually, I think aside from Ron Paul's endorsement, that's maybe the second the thing I'm second most proud of in this campaign, uh, that somebody actually went to the, went to, uh, the lengths of putting, putting together a pretty you know, sophisticated website, yeah. you know, attacking, me, attacking me and on positions that ought to seem pretty reasonable. I think one of the quotes that she had up on that site was something along the lines that, you know, that we should uh, you know, resolve out our outstanding differences with, with other countries and uh, you know, have free trade with all. <laughs> well, we should kill them. <laughs> well, no, that was her viewpoint, Mark. Yes, it was. It uh, right. her, her viewpoint was uh, that was on that site, like a big bad thing that I said. Yep. Well, uh, you know, I I kind of feel with this particular election that this is the, one of the reasons that I've been more closely following i i'm not as uh, quite as jaded as Ian, but I'm pretty close. Uh, I've been following your election because. I feel like there's something special going on there. First off, there's a candidate worth following, um, and that that's you. And I think that the district that you're in, your message might be extra special. I mean, at this point, everybody who's got an R, behind, you know, everybody who considers themselves a Republican essentially has to vote for you on uh, in in November. But the others, other your message will reach a great deal of people who are in the uh, the San Francisco area. That wouldn't otherwise vote for a Republican. And I feel like what we've got here is sort of a perfect storm. The right candidate running in the right district against the right opponent. I mean, do do you think she's going to debate you, Nancy Pelosi? Oh, I doubt it. I mean, unless somehow I I managed to pull like a 20 point lead on her. And at which point, why would I debate her? Mm. Um, You know, it's like trying to, you know, trying to explain my positions to her is trying to like trying to explain to Annette, you know, what the speed of light means. I mean, (laughs) why bother? So, so, um, just. Well, she's not uh, going to listen to your explanation anyway. Well, yeah, you're explaining it to the voters. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but I mean, why, you know, to the extent that it would help me defeat her, then I'm interested in a debate. Um, frankly, frankly, if I never met Nancy Pelosi, it wouldn't make a difference to me. So I'm looking at the John Dennis Exposed website, and this is a great promo piece against the Republican here. I, I support ending both the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. They've got quotes from you flashing up at the, uh, the top of the screen. Uh, one of the other ones is... Uh, let's see. The, oh, they, and then they got a little uh, the, a comparison chart between you, Nancy Pelosi, and the the woman that you you ran against. Oh, what are the other quotes? If it weren't for the great folks at antiwar.com, I just don't know what I would do. Uh, and of course, uh, we we love the folks over at antiwar.com, Scott Horton and uh, and and Angela Keaton, good people. Um, and so they're put, you know they're putting all this up there as though you're a bad bad man. You are not a Republican. You're a bad. You're just like Nancy Pelosi. And they've got you next to Nancy Pelosi with. Uh, cut and run in Afghanistan. Check. Close Gitmo. Check. Against reauthorization of the Patriot Act. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Against military tribunals. Check. 
favors cutting military defense spending. Check. <laughs> it's like, yeah, bring this guy on. And then, then the only one they have checked next to her is knows that peace is achieved through strength. Likes killing other people. Yeah, that's what that means, right, John? <laughs> Well, I, I, I heard your, your, you, you guys riff on this um, uh, on YouTube, and uh, I was trying to think what else would that mean, and I, I can't really think of anything, right. anything else. But the truth of the matter is I don't think she knows what that means. <laughs> you know, you know and because, I, because so many people get their – no offense to talk radio, but it's really just one, one medium. But I think so many people in the audience that she thought she was going after were people who get all their information exclusively from talk radio. Mm. And uh, there's not, there wasn't a lot of thought put into that. It's just all these, you know, platitudes and bromides and all kinds of nonsense that are being repeated like trained monkeys. And the truth of the matter is, is that people are dying in these places, and you know, uh, and, and and they don't think about it. I mean, I think what I wanted to be the guy who delivers the letter to the family, you know, who lost a son or a daughter or a, a child who lost a mother or father in this. In, in these, you know, in these exercises in these places, mm, yeah, yeah, but, wars for politicians. Yeah, it's a disaster, and not to mention, of course, you know, you know, the the the, uh, the collateral damage. A term I've come to. You know, John, I know you probably got media beating down your door for interviews. Uh, can you hang on for one more segment? Stick with us. Sure. All right, great. More with John. All right, well, thanks. <laughs> You're very gracious. Uh, more with John Dennis. Considering uh, that we've drugged the guy. An unusual, an unusual. Well, you're a politician, John. <laughs> unusual politician. Uh, someone who will actually spend time on the air with us. John Dennis. Uh, his website, johndennis2010.com. We'll come back with more. You can bring up what you want. If you've got a question for him, too, dial in. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including our news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something uh, fresh that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates. Excuse me. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can use the updates one, too. That'll get you to the email list. But news gets you to where you can see all of the options. You can see our email list. You can see Twitter, Facebook. Sign up for whichever ones uh, work best for you. It's all in one place at news.freetalklive.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one completely natural supplement with everything that we need? Well, there is. It's called Nature Bee, and I've been taking it for... Oh, a couple of months now. And it's for me, it's it's caused me to get the best night's sleep I've had in a long time, and, and it's taken care of a digestive issue I've had. But here's Mike Buck to tell you why you should be joining the growing Nature Bee family. Hello there, Mark, and hello there, Ian. You know, you're right. We're too busy to get the right nutrients, and that's where Nature Bee comes in. Look at this. All 27 vitamins and aminos, 28 minerals, all the antioxidants you need, guaranteed to give you that full and active lifestyle. And the bottom line... Your body probably needs the beauty of nature bee. And I, what I think is the most, one of the most important aspect of it is it's completely 100% natural. See, that's what we love about this product. The only thing in the capsules is pure plant pollen. 
make it easy to digest, though, it's been potentiated. Now, that process, exclusive to Nature Bee, cracks open those tough cell walls so the Nature Bee pollen goes to work quickly, boosting your energy levels, and that, of course, is going to improve your immune system. When I did my research on plant pollen, I found that that potentiation process that Nature Bee goes through is probably the most important aspect of the supplement. And it sounds like uh, people need to get started, and the sooner the better. Yep, and now, Free Talk Live, this is your great chance to grow the family and be healthy and save a lot of money. 99 bucks, six months supply, 99.95, six months plus delivery. Three extra months are for free, and it comes right to your door after you make this toll-free call to New Zealand. 1-866-834-8355. Thousands of miles away. 1-866-834-8355. Or online, yep, Nature Bee, that's naturebee.com. Don't forget the 100% money-back guarantee. Join me. Order your Nature Bee today. Call toll-free 834-8355 or online at naturebee.com. All right, so we're back with John Dennis, and he is a candidate... The winning candidate, actually, as of yesterday's primary in the election. Uh, winning Republican candidate. Winning Republican prime uh, candidate in the election out in uh, San, is it San Diego, John? No, San Francisco. San Francisco, I apologize. John, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. I was just thinking, by the way, about you. There, you that website was relatively mild considering compared to some of the, uh, the mail pieces went out. Oh, oh, yeah. We're talking about one of the hit piece uh, websites. Uh, by the way, just to bring our listeners up to speed, you won uh, last night in the uh, the primary out there in San Francisco. You're going to be up against Nancy Pelosi in the general election. And I like you because you actually seem to get it about freedom, unlike uh, some of the other candidates on the national stage that are being purported as getting it about Not freedom. to mention, uh, who better to knock out of office than Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, who's uh, who's that other guy running against anyway? That guy that gets so much uh, press attention. I don't even know. So yeah, Rand Paul. Who's he running against? Oh, right. oh I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. It, was, it was a guy that actually left. That left the incumbent left. I see. So it's like a no name race, basically. Yeah. To, well, to, Rand, to Rand Paul's going in. That's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but John Dennis is actually somebody who is anti-war, unlike uh, Rand Paul. And John Dennis seems to actually get freedom on uh, at least most of the issues we discussed. So I, I said, Mark said he wanted to have you on again. I said, All right, no problem. Let's let's get him in here. Uh, JohnDennis2010.com. So what's the uh, what's the uh, the strategy here? I'm looking at JohnDennis2010.com. I see a bunch of money raised there at the top, six hundred sixteen thousand dollars. That doesn't seem too shabby for a, a liberty-minded candidate. Uh, have you spent it all yet, or uh, what's the plan? We have to start raising some money again. <laughs> this is really the issue, um, and, and you know, I was I was getting ready because the people within the sound of my voice, if the ones that believe that there's an opportunity to do anything within the political process, and I I understand you know why some people would would stand out of it. But, uh, you know, it seems to me that this is a, a candidate that can truly win here. But you're not going to defeat Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, with six digits. It's just not going to happen. John, you've got to raise, you know, you've got to raise some money and you've got to raise it soon. And it's got to come from people that uh, hear your message and believe the message of liberty, right? Absolutely. And we'll, I mean, I think uh, we'll raise money once people begin to realize that we're going to follow through on our promise, which is we're going to run to win against Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, in the process, we're going to show how, how the liberty message, and I don't want to get into too many, you know, platitudes, or anything, but I mean, you know, the liberty message really does bring people together. Mm, and sure. I, I have the opportunity to go out now to all different parts of the political spectrum, and as opposed to getting involved in, the, you know, the left-right nonsense, I can go out and say, hey, here's where we connect, and here's where we connect, and here's where we connect, and here's Nancy Pelosi saying that she connects with you on these things, and I just fought my party 
on issues that they don't, you know, that they don't agree with me on. So you know I, I believe in what I'm saying. We're, why are you enabling Nancy Pelosi's fibs? And um, you know, I think once we start, you know, start that fight and start gaining momentum, you know, people will respond with their with their donations. Yeah, I, I, it seems to me that, that just the person you're running against will make will make a landslide of, of money come in. But I don't think that people can shirk their their. Um, I'm not going to call it a responsibility because they don't have the responsibility, but their their opportunity to. Uh, to, to, to send some money your way, I'm going to send some more. I sent some for your primary, um, and I'm going to send some more. I'm not 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 a wealthy man by any stretch, but I think this is an important race. I think so too. Well, the, the platform is enormous, and I don't know if we talked about this last time I was on the show, but I worked on Ron Paul's 1988 uh, campaign briefly, hmm. and you know he got his uh, you know 500,000 votes that uh, the Libertarian candidates always get, and then he ran, of course, in 2008, and you know. In 2008, on the Republican Party platform, he launched a movement, and that's um, you know that's part of what why we're doing this. This is an enormous platform with the uh, not only the Speaker of the House who controls the legislative agenda, but probably the most reviled politician of our generation. And we're going to deliver a liberty message on that platform directly yeah. at her and see how she handles it. That's pretty. I think that's pretty exciting and, and good on you for managing to uh, to get this far. I think it's great news. Now, John, uh, you're a successful businessman, right? What did you do uh, to actually make your living? Because you're not a professional politician. Right. And you guys keep calling me a politician. I, I'm, I get a little skeeved every time I hear that. <laughs> uh, it makes us feel dirty, too, John. I mean, actually, there's a certain way that you two say it as well, which is particularly uh, <laughs> I I started a company, I co-founded a company um, uh, that's known today as Human Scale. It's known mostly for office seating, office ergonomic products, really well-designed stuff. Hmm. Well, it, in the, in the mo- moment, that sort of thing. Right, and a Human Scale came up with this design of chair that has essentially become the uh, the norm. And it is, it, it's an amazingly beautiful ergonomic chair. It's better than, of course, what they're selling at uh, Office Depot, Staples, and things like that. But it... It is the design that's, uh, that, that so many of them have copied off of. Is that not correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a game-changing uh, type of design because that's, at the yeah. time, you know, everyone was like, oh, the Aeron chair, and there were all these knobs, and it was incredibly complicated. Yeah. And then this brilliant uh, designer, Nils Different, you know, came along and said, hey, there's a simpler, more elegant way of doing this, and he did it, and it's, you know, it's, it has one lever. And it just moves with you. It's just, it's it's a work of art. So people can go and contribute at johndennis2010.com, and maybe we'll have you back here, John. You can tell us about some of the exciting uh, campaign trail stuff that happens to you because uh, you really do save seem to the get dirty the stories for us, John. <laughs> I know, I know that if I come back on the third time, for sure I will have made show history. So I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good luck, uh, folks. Can go to johndennis2010.com, contribute to the campaign of somebody who uh, actually gets it about freedom and isn't afraid to back away from liberty. Thanks, John. More coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free. 
And those features include our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. Uh, so enjoy right there on the front page of the website, freetalklive.com. We just got uh, got done uh, talking with John Dennis. He is uh, a so-called Republican candidate uh, for he's a, he's office. He's a Republican. He won the, uh, won the primary. Right. Well, I, I say so-called Republican as I so, would say so-called Libertarian to people who call themselves Libertarians. This guy's a Libertarian running as a Republican, from all that I can tell. And he, we had him on the show uh, several weeks ago, and uh, I have to say, I mean, considering he is a politician, he seems to be the best of the batch, and he seems to be a genuinely really nice guy, and, and I'm, glad we, I'm glad we've had him on the show. And good on him for actually winning the, the primary yesterday. Uh, this is a guy who's actually anti-war, unlike uh, Rand Paul, who doesn't seem to really have any kind of principles uh, when it comes to war. He fully supports military tribunals. No, I'm not talking about John Dennis. Let me make sure I'm clear. Rand Paul supports military tribunals. John Dennis is a fan of antiwar.com. John Dennis is uh, is vehemently anti-war, uh, from what I can tell, and... Right on. Go John Dennis, John Dennis 2010. There's a uh, long history com. of uh, sort of the anti-war movement within the Republicans. They've they're they've been painted recently as the the war party and I think that that I think they did get I think they deserve that mm, label. Sure. But there was uh, you know, as Ron Paul pointed out throughout his candidacy in 2008, it's the conservatives that have always been against wars. Though the conservatives that have been for trade amongst uh, you know, the, the world and that kind of thing without going around and killing folks so probably uh, you know the things have changed within the republican party but i'm, I'm glad to see somebody bringing that they're having success with that that plank yeah so if you were going to send money to Rand paul because you'd heard he was liberty oriented i say check again on his positions he doesn't this Rand paul he doesn't even support marijuana decriminalization it's one of the most basic liberty issues out there, and this guy doesn't get it. And that's because he's not a libertarian. He'll tell it to your face. But all the liberta- a lot of the people in the libertarian or liberty movement have fallen in with this guy, and they believe, oh, he's great because he's the son of Ron Paul. Well, maybe he's a smidgen better than the average Republican, but that's not saying much. And here's a little bit more news about Rand Paul. According to the Associated Press, he has distanced himself from the, uh, the libertarian party. Republican Rand Paul said Tuesday he differs with the Libertarian Party by opposing abortion and supporting judicious overseas troop deployment, distancing himself from the party his father once represented in a presidential election. Now, he's distancing himself from today's Libertarian Party, the Libertarian Party that doesn't even really right, get that's freedom. distanced itself from the Libertarian right. Party. The, the, libertari- the, party the, li- the party that has distanced itself from itself. Exactly. The, if that's, a, that's a great way to put it. The Libertarian Party is not the party that I once knew. It is not the party of principle anymore. They still call themselves that. But their their news releases over the years haven't really been the most anti-war and pro-freedom uh, news releases either, leading me to leave the party in uh, in 2008 publicly because uh, I was so disappointed with the direction in which they've gone. So this is Rand Paul saying, I don't even I'm not even liberty oriented enough to agree with the Libertarian Party. That's how bad this guy is. So John Dennis 2010.com for like you said, Mark, if you want to get behind a politician on the national scene. Uh, he seems to be the 
choice. I, I I agree with you in that John Dennis is significantly better. Uh, you know, to me, it was a better choice. If I had to vote between John Dennis and Rand Paul, I would vote for John Dennis. But I don't have to make that vote. I prefer. Yeah, you do. You vote with your dollars. Well, indeed, your dollars are far more important than your actual vote. I actually don't get. You to don't vote get to vote for, for either one. either one of these right. candidates. But I'm not upset about the idea of seeing Rand Paul get in. He's against the Federal Reserve. That's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. He's yep. for the well, like Amendment. I said, before you go pump him up, uh, like I said, we'll see what he does when he actually gets into office and if he actually does anything to move uh, freedom in, uh, forward, as opposed to talking about military tribunals and border walls that are underground and electrified and <laughs> uh, stopping marijuana. So I think that he's going to focus on his statist areas, which tends to be how things are with these so-called pro-freedom Republicans. Anyway, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Let's go to your calls. Eric is in Texas. Been waiting patiently. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I had a court case this morning, and I'd share with you guys how it went. Oh, what sort of court case? Uh, I got a ticket uh, in February for turning too wide, right left, just, you know, a bogus charge. So anyway... You were turning uh, went, left and you turned too wide? Yeah, turning out of my neighborhood, instead of turning into the far left lane, I turned into the middle lane and... Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> wow. I mean, how? who hasn't done that? <laughs> no, wait, how many, just curious, when you were turning out of the neighborhood, how many left-turning lanes were there at that time? Well, it's uh, three lanes each section, and so, yeah, there's three lanes, and I was in the middle instead of the far left. I see. So well, did, it's the lane that he turned into that's the problem, not the lane that he turned out of. No, but I'm curious as to which lane you turned out of. Were there multiple left-turn lanes or just one left-turn lane? It was from my neighborhood, so there was it's two lanes from my neighborhood into a six-lane street. Okay, so there were two lanes turning into two different lanes. So you crossed no, no, over two one. La- it's a two-lane road, go- one going either direction. So, I mean, it's just it's a neighborhood road, Ian. Okay, but how many left-turn lanes were there is what I'm trying to determine. Uh, one. Okay, just one. So then you didn't cross over a lane. You just ended up in a, a different lane that they would prefer you have ended up. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. Okay, so, uh, you know, my trial was, you know, months later. Well, it was today. You know, I got ticket in February. And uh, so I decided I was going to go kind of the Mark Stevens route, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, try to prove that I have standing, you know, and I was really pumped up. You know, I practiced everything I was going to say. I made a big map about, you know, where I would take it and how I would do it, you know, how do my questions printed out. So, and uh, I even called my uh, neighbor back from Texas. He's in New Hampshire now and uh, asked him some advice on because uh, he's done, you know, been in the court system before and dealt with it. Anyway, so I go there this morning, you know, I wait, there's five other people um, waiting to take their court and trial. Oh, in Texas, by the way, you get a jury trial, too, so... Oh, wow, right off the bat. Right, yeah, so you have the option of trial by judge or jury, so, you know, obviously I chose jury. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so I went there, went to the people, the prosecutor calls me in, he's like, well, I can't give you deferred, because, you know, I got a speeding ticket earlier, I can't give you deferred, so you can either plead guilty or you know, and pay the fine or take it to a court. I'm like, well, I would like to take to court. So they, uh, so they're like, all right, go back in the room. I wait there for, you know, another 30 minutes. And then they call me back in to talk to the judge and the prosecutor again, you know, to explain to me how the court works and whatever, how I'm going to choose my, uh, my jury members. And, uh, they explained all that to me. And then they asked, they asked me if I had any questions. And I was like, well, yes, actually I do have some questions. And I did the all, uh, um, you know, who do you represent? <laughs> and then uh, I asked the judge who he represented, 
And uh, was this a private conference, or were you in front of other people? No, no, it was private conference. Unfortunately. Okay. So were you recording this? No. Oh, darn it. That was you can't do it there. You know, it's if I was in New Hampshire, of course I'd you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. do what I sure. can. But down here, they'll freak out on you. Right. Anyway, and uh, he actually said uh, the state of Texas. Hmm. So I was like, yes. And right after he said that, um, you could see the look in his eyes after he said the prosecutor represented Texas and he represented Texas. I'm like, doesn't that seem like uh, some conflict of interest to you? And, you know, you could see the gears turning. And then he was like, uh, no, uh, see, I represent the uh, church judiciary and this and that. And then he sent me back out into the waiting room, you know, for my trial. And then another 30 minutes went by, and they called me back into that same room with the judge and prosecutor and said they were dropping the charges. Awesome! They had to. Um, I mean, they absolutely had to because, <laughs> I mean, you might as well have said to the guy, look, hey, um, you, we cannot have this trial because I'm going to take this back and appeal with that bit of transcript right in front of yeah, those it's judges. It's not on the record, though. That wasn't on the record, that yeah. meeting. They, I, I, mean, I, I, was, I, was, I mean, I was happy they dropped the charges, but I was almost disappointed because I was so ready to yeah. go. And, <laughs> wow, congratulations. So the first I time I've heard the Mark Stevens defense work without Mark Stevens involved. Challenge, challenging uh, the the system, taking it to trial, worked for you, not even in New Hampshire. Good c- Congratulations, Eric. And uh, by the way, it was good meeting you when you, uh, you visited up here. Hope to see you back sometime soon. I hope other people do take their things to trial, although yeah. it's, it's Try a Trijurisdictionary.com. It's another great system. Hey, thanks, dude. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the update, and congratulations. That way to go. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. And I was actually in a conversation with a program director today, because that's what I do. I call uh, talk, pro- talk radio program directors during the daylight hours and Try to convince them to take Free Talk Live, and so far, yeah. convince 79 stations to take the show. So. Right. Besides being uh, uh, talk show hosts, we have day jobs, real jobs, that yeah. keep the business going. I do the sales. I sell ads. I, yeah, we don't just show up and flip on the mics and collect a paycheck. Uh, so uh, so I was on the phone with one guy, and I'd been calling him for a few years, and looking like he's looking to make some changes on Saturday nights. And so he starts asking me questions about the issues. Sometimes they'll do this. The talk uh, program director will. It's, it's rare, but sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll pretend like we're on the air, right? And they, they want to get what I would say about X issue 
if I were on the air, basically. Yeah, so we, and, and I don't know that I entire I don't know what to think about this particular activity. <laughs> I mean, does this are you testing well, what I think on issues, or are you testing my ability to sort of handle myself on the air? Because well, I if, hope it wasn't the latter, because I was sleepy, man. I was getting ready for bed. I was so tired. I've been up since early this morning. Mm-hmm. I had to take a nap today, and so I, I don't feel like I was on the top of my game or anything like that. But uh, I, this was the biggest feedback I'd gotten from a program director about one of these little back and forths where he kind of plays the, you know, the caller, if you want, or, or somebody's trying to ask me, the, the host, what I would think. And uh, so after getting into it, uh, explaining my position on war and immigration and to some extent, you know, in, in some detail, it was like a 15 minute call. Uh, he he said to me later that it wasn't that I was dodging his questions it was that I was taking them to a new level that was never really talked about on talk radio. I mean, I took it as a real compliment, uh, what this guy had to say, and that, that you know, he, he was really surprised by because he hadn't listened to much of the show. You know, he listened to enough to know, okay, it's quality enough show that I'd consider it for the, for the station, but he never really got into the, the meat of, uh, of the issues. And so even when talking with him about issues on which I believe he said that he disagrees personally, he could see that there was something very different about what it was that I was saying. And he, uh, and, and I think that you know, that's going to make a difference when he takes a look at Free Talk Live for his Saturday nights versus some of the other uh, talk shows out there. And there aren't very many others. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to share that, is you know, the, the, giving this guy the real pro-liberty viewpoint on, on war and, uh, and immigration made him think. You know, and and he, he realized this is an unusual viewpoint and maybe one worthy of putting on the air. So, you guys with the AMP program, you help make that possible. You help us reach out to more stations like that one. 800-259-9231 is our number. The AMP program, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum and podcast. Go get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, and some alternative options. As we go to your phone calls, Drew is in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Drew. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Drew. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just found that the U.N. passed the sanctions on Iran, 12, to, uh, 12 votes to 2. I didn't see who the negative votes were, but it's just so funny. I mean, besides the fact, the fact that it's an overactive provocation against the country of Iran, it also there's no empirical evidence that sanctions have ever worked. Uh, Cuba is still a communist country after 50 years. I, Iraq didn't build weapons of mass destruction despite 13 years in 750,000 people being killed there. Weren't, so, weren't I mean, the sanctions uh, responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths of, uh, of people in Iraq? Oh, yeah, not only that, though, but Madeleine Albright, she went on to uh, 60 Minutes. She was the Secretary of State at the time. She went on to 60 Minutes, and uh, the comment, or the, the news person, she asked, uh, is the deaths of three-quarters of a million children worth it? And Madeleine Albright said, yes, I believe it is worth it. Yeah, it's sick. They killed, like, yeah. So I mean, because these no... these sanctions aren't sanctions of getting nuclear material or sanctions of getting AK forty sevens or sanctions very... sanctions for for missiles. These are sanctions of food, medical supplies, building yep. materials, things that people you don't need get to eat. The average person needs to live. You're not doing anything to the politicians and the right. people that have the access to this stuff. All you're doing is starving the individuals so and uh, the, these the people without any political power. Admittedly, these people could rise up, but why in the world would they rise up? Do they feel like America's got their back when America's starving them? And how much less able are they to rise up when they don't have good food, good medicine, and things 
things like that. Sanctions is a word that, uh, for me, it doesn't evoke. I mean, I know what it means now, but had I heard what it, had I just heard the word before. It sounds better than dropping a bomb on them, right? Sanctions sounds like, you know, just shucking your finger. It's, oh, no, no, no. We are the UN and we say you've been naughty. But that's not what it is at all. It's really like a blockade. It's like a barricade. It's an embargo. Yeah, of of getting uh, products to these poor people. And it's just sick. So you said they voted that uh, almost unanimously? Yeah, the, the vote the United States United Nations Security Council was 12 votes for the sanctions and two votes against the sanctions. Mm, wow. I'm sorry to hear about that. So what else did you want to share tonight? Oh, that, I mean, that's about it. I mean, and then you talked about the, the rising up. I mean, you, like you go back, you know, a couple of years ago, they started talking about the CIA putting uh, money into Iran for uh, democracy projects. And then, you know, they put like hundreds of millions of dollars into these groups in Iran to protest the government. I'm just curious how uh, our government would respond if we had something similar happen like that to us. I'm sorry. I've got technical difficulties. I was not paying attention to the question. Oh, well, I was, I was just curious that, you know, the, uh, the CIA put a, a lot of money into dissident groups in Iran to rise up against that government. I'm wondering, you know, how our government re- would react if other countries did that to the United States. They, 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 it's an act of war. Um, you know, but this is what the, the CIA's government in Iran was overthrown in the first place. We know what happens when the CIA sets up puppet dictators um, in client states. It, then the people in those countries get so sick of it that they have either some kind of revolution, they vote them out, they do whatever it is that they can do in order to get these people out and it, it doesn't stop America the, the American government from doing it over and over again exactly yeah Drew I want to thank you for the call tonight I appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231 let's go to Michael listening in Florida you're on Free Talk Live hello Michael hey guys how you doing tonight hey, what's on your mind okay well first of all the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I decided, even though I'm not in San Francisco, to look up John Dennis. Because uh, uh, as a game of myself, and knowing San Francisco is one of the meccas, I'd want to see what some of his views are. And I was glad to see that he's got an endorsement from the man who heads up the uh, San Francisco chapter of the LGB of the uh, Long Cabin Republicans. Oh, good. Good. So that's there, I, the I gay friendly group. Yeah, they're the gay friendly Republicans, you know, him and the other guy. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so, and I'm using him because this is, this is not something easy for me to talk about. So can we pretend it's just the three of us in the room? And no one else here. Okay, let, right. me, let me turn off all the listeners. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, thank you. Okay. There's Mark, no, there's you no noise. There is no so- sound effect, by the way, for turning off uh, the listeners. Uh, uh, okay, all right, just making sure. Anyways, I looked on his, um, so I just kind of through the issues, and it's on the issue of health care. Now, I'm currently living with HIV, and Mm. in that scenario, you know, I understand that one of the things that uh, he's talked about doing is uh, repealing back uh, what health insurance could do as far as what could not be covered. Now, thank goodness I've got a job, I've got an employer that provides me health insurance, covers my, you know, my doctor's visits, my prescriptions I take. I had a bit of a scare. It was, I believe it was earlier 2009, where some changes were made to my insurance at the beginning of the year. And now I paid 30 bucks a pop for my prescription. They didn't have it on file, and I found out that without insurance, my prescription would cost $1,000. Wow. Yeah, it's not for true. For a 
day supply. Now, you know, I know the feelings about Obamacare, but I think it's more I could call it Dole Care because I think he proposed what they talked about, about mandatory coverage and about some of these other ideas. But And it's also one of the things that's kind of keeping me, you know, from calling myself 100% uh, in the liberty mindset. Because you know, part of me is like, I don't want to impose someone else to have to pay for my, you know, health coverage through taxation because I'm coming around the idea that taxation is theft. But at the same time, it's like the free market doesn't offer me any person like myself, and he's probably going to see about them in San Francisco who are also living with HIV. So just like yourself who have pre-existing conditions, where is the real choice? There's none in the free market right now. There, there, first of all, your premise is incorrect. There is no free market. Uh, the marketplace mm-hmm. is heavily regulated. Uh, it is controlled mm-hmm. almost top to bottom. And if you want to hang on, we can get into a little more detail on this. So mm-hmm. can sure. you stick with us? I can stay on the line. Hang on. More with Michael in Florida in a moment here. 800-259-9231. There is no free market in healthcare, And we'll try to go through the basics as to why. And it's a somewhat quick manner because there's a lot to cover on this issue. More coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You just submit different things that you find of interest around the Internet, and other listeners will vote them up or vote them down in the most popular We'll end up on the front page at the top of our website at freetalklive.com. And it's all free, of course. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give ours away at freetalklive.com. Now, for those just tuning in, last hour we had Michael call in at the end of uh, end of the hour. He uh, is back with us, I think. Michael, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll now. still there. Now, Michael, uh, you had brought up an issue, the issue of health care. You say this is one of the issues that is, is toughest for you at, at, at coming on board fully uh, with the ideas of liberty. You said you're, you're close to, to really grasping that taxation is, uh, is theft. And, and so, you know, you, you're looking for a little bit more information on, on this issue. And right. you, yourself, exactly. uh, you yourself are, uh, you are HIV positive. And mm-hmm. uh, so you've got some serious uh, issues that you're dealing with in, in your personal life. It's pretty personal, this issue. 
Right. So exactly. And go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. And and my my mentality is I compare the whole thing with your health coverage to to give another example of automobile coverage. If you're a, you're a safe driver, you get better you get better premiums of, on your coverage and and that's and whereas if you're if you get into an accident, then sure the the uh, automotive uh, insurance companies sure they'll sell you they'll sell you a they'll sell you a policy, but they'll say but you know what you're you've had a few risks here so we may have to charge a little bit more just mm-hmm. because you're risk. I'm the same mentality. You know I I'm grateful I've got a great plan at my job, but if they go with someone else or if I want to or if I want to go elsewhere, you know I either got to find another job to get a get group coverage which in this economy isn't all that easy, mm-hmm. or, you know, try and the other hand is try to individual coverages right now isn't going to happen. They're going to see that you have this condition, we have to turn you down. Right. So, uh, indeed, it's, it's a very tough, tough issue. I mean, if you look at the, uh, if this is the, the the strong selling point of the warfare welfare state that the, that we have is they can take situations like this and they can tug at people's heartstrings. See, market's a market failure. Market can't do everything. Right. The market the market can't cover uh, people who have pre existing conditions. For one, we don't know if that's true because the market has been so subverted uh, for the last like four or five decades in in America as far as healthcare goes, and most mm-hmm. countries for for seven or eight or nine decades. Um, so it's difficult to say what the what the marketplace would do. We do know we've read uh, articles on on this show talking about what prices were like before the government was deeply involved, and they were incredibly low, even adjusted for for inflation and all that stuff. You couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. Like like giving birth uh, in a hospital is ten thousand dollars now, five hundred bucks. You know that kind right. of the difference. So it could very well be that the marketplace could handle this at prices that people could handle, well, and that they would only need insurance for catastrophic circumstances and. Therefore, insurance companies would only be dealing with people who have catastrophic issues, and they might be even better at, at handling it. So it's well, it's hard to say. But if 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 you could imagine a second where uh, you know an organized gang, a, uh, a crime syndicate, goes around and takes money from everybody, and then every once in a while they'll give some poor lady a car so she can take her kids to school and and make it yeah. to work and all that kind of uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, that's the, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. I mean, that's like the kind of things that. When Al Capone was running the uh, bootlegging in Chicago, that I mean, that's just an example of the kind of things he did. So he looked in the eyes of the people when he ran the soup kitchens in in the city during the Great Depression. Absolutely true. You know? But the soup kitch- kitchens have managed to make it without Al Capone afterwards. And, and let's talk about the soup kitchen aspect of this, because Mark, you were just kind of talking about well, what could the market do, and looking at it from a business perspective. Uh, let's look at. I'd like to look at the issue from a charitable perspective because I think that's where a lot of the help would come in. Uh, and as we pointed out, the free market is not in existence, not in healthcare, not anywhere. Because as long as government is controlling, as long as government is demanding and regulating and forcing, then you don't have a free market. So you don't know. And Mark is right. You don't know what the free market will end up looking like. But we can look to the past. And uh, right. so indeed, yes, prices were lower, a lot lower, without the government involved in that marketplace. But also there were things like mutual aid 
aid societies and a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, charity wings and hospitals. Those still exist. Mutual aid societies, not so much. But there, there were ways for people to uh, to pool their money together to help people that were in need. And the money that the government is giving out today is the same money that would be pooled together uh, in other, you know, in another method in the in the marketplace. That money's still coming from you and I. It's just that first it's going to the bureaucrats in Washington D.C. and they're taking a huge chunk off the top, probably like 80, 70 percent. Uh, they're taking a huge chunk off the top for their, themselves and to feed the bureaucracy. And then the rest of it, if you're lucky, ends up actually helping people that uh, that need help. And what if we could reverse right. that in the, the free marketplace and actually have charities out there, whether it's the Shriners or whether it's uh, you know the, the local uh, Moose Lodge or whoever it would end up being, or just the charity wings at the hospitals, that these charities mm-hmm. would step up and they could do it for the, the reverse. They'd have a 30% overhead or a 20% overhead and the, uh, the other 70 or 80 percent would actually end up going to the patients who needed it plus with that kind of allocation with a free market uh, allocation where you've got different charities and different mutual aid organizations competing for charitable dollars they have to ensure that they're going to get the best bang for their buck so to speak uh, so as to maximize the contributions of the people who are contributing to them so instead of just giving 70 percent or 80 percent of decent percentage of their uh, their, their 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 gross i guess uh, of their gross to the uh, the recipients, they're also really doing a good job at spending it as well. So they're not just splurging and spending too much on things that aren't necessary and and that kind of thing. Just throwing to, money at a problem to see if they can get a solution. Right. They're uh, they're actually right. judiciously spending this money because they know that their contributors could say, "Yeah, I don't think you're doing a very good job. I'm going to go over here to this other private charity and give them my money so they can help people that are sick." Mm-hmm. And so I think that in the absence of the government uh, stealing pe- from people. You'd have plenty of folks who are willing to step up and help people that you know have cancer or AIDS or whatever you know terrible right. malady we're we're talking about here. Also, the government right. is creating this problem in in a way by uh, the enforcing these. Uh, Intellectual property laws that are out there. Oh yeah, the fact is the thousand dollar price tag. Right, the thousand dollar price tag for a month of right your, because of the prescriptioning. Because of the yeah. prescription. Imagine yeah. if there was actual competition in the marketplace. Look, I understand that somebody needs to make money from their intellectual property. It's theirs right. if they're able to protect it, but they shouldn't be able, be able to to use my tax dollars to protect mm-hmm. their idea. Imagine if the wheel was still protected under intellectual property. We'd all be riding around in cars buggy, yeah. with with uh, you know tracks. Or, horses, or yeah. uh, stilts, or God knows what, because somebody wasn't <laughs> able to Excellent use the point. wheel. Excellent point. In fact, I'll, I'll share with you another friend of mine who's uh, got coverage uh, through his employer, and they, he's he takes his own his own prescription. He's he's also got uh, got the virus, yep. and he's taken some prescription for what I'm taking. And his employer sent him a letter at the beginning of the year telling him that they're doubling the copay for his uh, coverage. He was normally paying thirty. He's now paying sixty dollars out of pocket. Okay, and it was great. He, I remember the letter he read to me. It said, "You know, if you know if this if you're this is too expensive for you, may want to consider either an alternative uh, medication or over the counter." I'm like, over "Yeah, the I'll pick it up right next to the bare aspirin, right?" <laughs> Yeah, you're you're really you're really in touch, aren't you? Thank you wow. for the really nice letter you sent. You know, and I'm. You know, hey, you know, I'd be willing to take the what's the the term agorist or yeah, agorist, sure, agorist. Almost said agrarian. That's something completely different. <laughs> you know, I you know I take that approach too. You know, I'd be willing to go through the underground market if it meant that I could go about you know buying 
prescriptions that keep me healthy. Well, unfortunately, there isn't much in the way of uh, of demand for black market prescriptions, except for the gray market stuff that people steal uh, from the you know the prescription manufacturers and that sort of thing. Uh, there's there's yeah. no real uh, underground chemists out there that are tinkering around in the black market to create uh, AIDS medications. But there, but that's one of the things that could happen in the absence of the FDA. Uh, smaller organizations that can't currently afford the multi billion dollar price tag of getting a medication through the FDA pr- approval mm-hmm. process could actually afford to experiment and come up with something in their small laboratories, or even you know people at home could do their own experimenting if they wanted to. If they had the expertise, they just wouldn't have to go and jump through the governmental hoops in order to do it, which would increase the amount of competition for medications and, again, lower prices and put more product on the marketplace. So I hope we've at least touched on a few different reasons why this is anything but a free market and the, how the free market can solve these problems better than the government. Thanks. More coming up. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. The features including archives. We've got a lot of them. In fact, if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. Now, by the way, available seven nights a week with our brand new Sunday edition that is hosted only by the co-hosts. And uh, it's, it's kind of an unusual show. So make sure you haven't, if you haven't seen a Sunday or listened to rather a Sunday show yet, go ahead and pick one of those up uh, at freetalklive.com. In fact, the archives go back all the way to the beginning of 2009. All free for you. Freetalklive.com. Chartarum. It's the uh, pro-liberty slasher film produced by Sekel CAI, the original motion picture soundtrack by John Shaw, brought to you by Think Twice Productions, including tracks by liberty activists Hannah Hoffman, Nothing Project, as well as Scottish gangster rap epic featuring <laughs> Touchmaster J and user Mac Friendly. Okay. Touchmaster J. I like Hannah. <laughs> and Nothing Project. He's he's pretty good. That's the one-man rock band. I've got to find out what Scot- Scottish gangster rap is. Hannah hangs out in our chat room, by the way. Cam.freetalklive.com. You can get your copy at Porkfest and receive a limited Porkfest commemorative beer mug. You can use the mug for anything. Oh, really? Are they making a new round, or is this the uh, the old beer mug from uh, a couple of years ago? No, this is a new one. <laughs> oh, cool. A new, uh, supposedly, with with all new extra awesomeness, is, is the oh, way it was described neat. to me. Uh, you know, everything that Jason Osborne gets involved with has... It's pretty awesome. He, 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 likes, he likes the awesome stuff. Yeah. I've got to say, I'm interested in hearing... I'm not much of a music fan. I'm interested in hearing this Chartarum uh, soundtrack, and I especially want to know what Touchmaster J and User Mac Friendly do with Scottish Gangster Rap Epic. So this is going to be debuting at Porkfest? It's it's premieres at Tor- Porkfest. I okay. Mean, um, so so this, it will be for sale later on down the line, then? I, that's my, I'm certainly, I, I believe okay. that that to be the case. Okay. Um, but at this point, all I can talk about is the premiere. This is where it's premiering, and it's got to be amazing. <laughs> 
All right. Groovy. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, we were just talking about healthcare and uh, the marketplace and how it is that the the free market – there is no free market. There's no free market in, in really much of anything uh, in this country. If you want to include black market products, I suppose you could say those are free market. No, you market. couldn't because the, the market yeah, – because the, the government it, it restricts them as much as they possibly can. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, there's really no free market. So uh, – I think there's free market and like yard sales and things like no, that. Some places you have to you have to get a permit. Yeah, but the permit is is so small. Usually it's a ten dollar permit or something. And they like don't that. want you. The feds don't want you selling uh, toys anymore that have the that haven't been certified. That much is true. Free. Many places though don't have that issue. We don't. You don't have to get a permit to have a yard sale here. Uh, okay, that's true. Fair enough, Mark. But in many places, you can't even have a yard sale without asking the government's permission. So there's no free market in this country, uh, and, and I think a free market has to exist as a whole. I, I don't think that – you can have some segments of the marketplace that are freer than others, but if you've got one segment that is restricted by government, you don't have a free market. And the healthcare industry is incredibly restricted by government, as we were pointing out. And we talked about some of the ways that the, the marketplace, if it were allowed to operate, could actually dramatically reduce costs – Increase uh, the, the the quality of service in the uh, the healthcare industry, and uh, could help people who need help that still can't afford it, even though the costs have been reduced. Help those people out on a voluntary basis through private charity, through mutual aid societies, through things like that. But in relation to this topic of what the marketplace can do, Mark, you had an essay. Uh, from the folks over at DownsizeDC.org. Now, this isn't about healthcare; it's about the industrial revolution in this country. And there's a lot of uh, stuff that young people in America are taught about this in the government school system, about how this was a laissez-faire affair, a free market. People were uh, taking advantage of other people, these evil business owners, monopolies, etc., etc. And it really wasn't a free market back then. Absolutely, it wasn't. And this is, I think, this is probably one of the biggest issues facing the ideas of liberty today. And we almost never address it on this show. Is just how these these things get stopped. There's really no point in addressing it. But how people just get sort of stopped. Well, we tried free market, laissez-faire capitalism in this country in the late eighteen, uh, late nineteenth century, early early twentieth century. It didn't work. We put it to bed. That experiment is over mm. stop talking about it um and i think that the most americans just stop there so let me read this uh, dispatch from downsize dc.org millions of americans believe we need the government to regulate business people otherwise they will run wild laying waste to the environment and selling, <laughs> <laughs> selling us bad food bad drugs and harmful products <laughs> one big reason people believe this is because they attend government schools and were taught about a famous book, The Jungle, by Upton Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sinclair's book supposedly demonstrated that once upon a time before government regulation, meat packing plants were endangering Americans with poison food. The motivation for this being profits. But here's what most people don't know. The Jungle was a novel, not a fictional report. Now, I knew this, but I don't think Wait, uh, a factual, novel, excuse, not me, a excuse me, factual report um, was I knew this, but I, I don't think everybody necessarily does. Mm. They're just taught Upton Sinclair's jungle. Proved it is. Laissez faire capitalism doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the line in their history book, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, I don't know what the line is specifically in their history book, but that's I think what I what I was taught. Most of what Sinclair wrote was pure fiction, mm. unconnected to reality. This is your chance to learn the truth. The jungle was intended to dramatize working conditions, not food safety. 
Sinclair's fictional claims about food safety were limited to a mere 12 pages. But these pages got all the attention, leading Sinclair to later write, I aimed at America's heart and by accident hit it in the stomach. Sinclair's novel caused a sensation and led to congressional investigations, even though many politicians were skeptical of Sinclair. For instance, here's what President Theodore Roosevelt, who wrote about him in July 1906, even though he shared Sinclair's distrust of big business. And this is legendary about uh, uh, Roosevelt. I have an utter contempt for him. He's hysterical, unbalanced, and untruthful. Three-fourths of the things he said were absolute falsehoods. For most, for some, the remainder of these uh, were, uh, were the only basis of truth. So, uh, clearly, Theodore hmm. Roosevelt didn't uh, take very kindly to what Mr. Sinclair said. Sinclair's fictional characters talk of workers falling into vats and being turned into Durham's pure leaf lard, which was then sold to the public. <laughs> This was supposedly made possible by the alleged corruption of government inspectors. Yes, you see, there were government inspectors even back in 1905. So does it really make sense that the solution is supposed to be, for food safety, problem was government inspectors? In fact, there were hundreds of inspectors. They came from all levels of government, federal, state, local, and had been at work for more than a decade. As for their Ugh. supposed corruption and Sinclair's other claims, a congressional investigation found Little evidence. Instead, the 1906 report of the Department of Agriculture's Bureau of Animal Husbandry refuted the worst of Sinclair's charges point by point. The report labeled his claims as willful and deliberate misrepresentations of fact, atrocious exaggerations, and not at all characteristic of the meatpacking industry. Hmm. Is there more? Oh, yes. We'll get to that here in a moment. Cutting up uh, Sinclair's jungle here. 1-800-259-9231. And packing it in sardine cans and selling it to the American public. We'll come back uh, with more. You can also take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free and bring up anything, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, if you enjoyed this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the purchase price. Uh, so start your shopping there. It's the same great Amazon, same great prices. It's just that you're entering through our special portal which basically marks you as a free talk live refer, uh, referral and they'll cut us a, uh, they'll cut us a check. So uh, start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Though there's one book in particular we want to single out. You can get it through Amazon, but there's another way that uh, might work better. Yeah, it's it's a it's a children's book that's uh 
Simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. I think this is true because it's certainly one of my son Jack's favorites. He uh, he drags it around. It's called An Island Called Liberty, and it's really getting worn. I mean, he uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a sturdy, hardcover book, I'm, I'm certainly, but he loves it so much that uh, it... He, he often will just carry it with him and, and sort of read it to himself mm. and kind of babble his way through it. He calls it Libby because he can't say an island called Liberty. <laughs> He's only two. And I think this story is kind of aimed at uh, kids a little older than Jack, but not mm. not too much older. You can go to freemarketunderdog.com and see some samples of it and, and order today. That You get a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live. Coupon code FTL. It's an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. I think this book is so great you should buy it for all the children in your life so that they have a fighting chance because children's books are written by socialists. So let's continue here. Take your phone calls about what you want, and we'll start out with Alex in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Alex, How are Texas. you doing, guys? <laughs> hey, who's this? Is this is Alex? Alex. Is the real, the real Alex? Yes. What's Alex. on your mind tonight? I just wanted to know when you wanted to talk about immigration. Uh, okay. Well, whenever you want. Let's talk right now. All right, do it. Well, the Mexicans are coming across the border. They're being hired by these globalists, these new world orders, to take all the jobs and uh, take all the money away from America so we won't be able to stand up and fight against them. So how much are the uh, Mexicans coming across the border, the illegal aliens, how much are they getting to come across the border? How much are the globalists uh, giving them? Well, they're they're promising them like large tracts of lands in Oklahoma and the East Coast. Okay, and what evidence do you have of this? I have newspaper articles that are uh, they're written in code. In the headline. <laughs> you know, uh, just as a as an aside, I am scheduled to be on the Alex Jones show uh, this uh this friday and i asked them if they wanted both of us mark and they haven't responded to that question yet so if you, you want know, to be here you're welcome to be here they've never made it uh never made I it want clear you both there oh yeah okay well thanks Alex. i'm really looking forward to it appreciate it yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i i am too apparently they thought it was last week but i thought it was this week and so i apparently missed the interview last week they never actually specified what uh, what day i was supposed to show up so it was one of those miscommunications mail and radio you can always cover there's always there's always stuff to talk about hey thanks for the call tonight alex appreciate hearing from you at uh, 800-259-9231 we will continue with your calls chris is in oregon you're on free talk live hello chris chris in yeah. oregon you're on the air all right, right on. Um, if you don't mind, I just want to go back to the HIV talk a little bit. Sure. Um, um, uh, I became HIV maybe five years ago, but at that time, you know, my mind it was, oh, it's all curable. You'll you, you might live a few years less, but you just take pills and stuff. And then I got careless, and then I got HIV. Mm. It, but what I would like, if the People listening. To Wait a minute! You got AIDS? That, Hold on! You had HIV and got careless and got AIDS, or? Oh no no no! I'm just HIV, but I'm oh. I'm fine. Oh okay. But I, but I just wanted to, to go into the that it it yes it, it's manageable, but once you become HIV, you almost you like faint from the viral load and stuff. It's it's not a pleasant. Uh, it's like having the flu, and then um, and then I went on medication and I'm fine now. It's barely detectable and mm. i'm living a normal healthy life but That's the good. pills also are very toxic too and uh, the second part 
let me just get to the second part, too, then we, okay. we can talk about the whole thing, is that I just looked up, and every three months, my insurance is billed just under $5,000 every three months, and I get billed my copay $60. So I'm saying this is not a, a, a disease anybody wants to get, even though it's manageable. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wish I had that information at the beginning that it, that it's, uh, it's horrible the way you feel once you get it. And it's just not, it just seems the media keeps saying that, oh, you know, you know oh, yeah, we can cure it, we can get you undetectable, but I just want people to be careful and not get it because it's oh, not yeah. a pleasant experience to go through. That's my, I think, my main two points and then how much it's costing my insurance company and stuff. Yeah, it sounds awful. I may, maybe I misunderstood um, when I was taught about it in school. I recall them teaching that the HIV portion wasn't particularly effective as far as your life uh, quality of life is concerned. It's when you when that transitions into full blown AIDS that uh, things get difficult for people. You're saying that a- having just HIV has been problematic. Um, oh no! Nowadays, uh, well, let me give you uh, uh, when you when you first get HIV, you feel like you have the flu, and your viral load may go up to like a, a, a hundred thousand. I mean, I, I don't know how. The, uh, thing and then, then anyway and then uh, and then immediately after that it goes back down almost into remission and then it slowly creeps up after the years and then i went through that this past year where i wasn't taking care of myself but i was tired all the time when i finally went to a checkup she says you are like 160,000 my god we gotta put you on meds and so uh, I get nervous on the air. No, no, no. <laughs> answer your question. I mean, I, I don't have AIDS, and uh, right. I, I feel great now. I'm on the meds, but the meds kind of mess with me. It, you know, uh, they're, they're a little bit toxic, you know, and you got to watch gotcha. liver and kidneys. Well, I appreciate the uh, the information, and I thank you for the call tonight. Good luck out there at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you look confused. Well, I'm not I'm not confused. I, I just, uh, I've, you know... I don't think anybody's out there looking for this uh, disease. It's it's a terrible one that limits your lifestyle. I think that, unfortunately, the people that generally get it aren't the kind of people. You know, you're, you're talking about young people who believe that nothing bad can happen to them. I mean, I remember doing all kinds of silly things when I was young. Fortunately, that, you know, catching uh, HIV wasn't one of them. But, you know, you just don't think that you feel invincible. You don't think that the consequences of life really affect you. But, uh, you know, at some point or another in your life, uh, for guys, I think it's around 30, they begin to realize, oh, my goodness, I'm going to live for quite some time and I need to to make decisions that are going to affect the rest of my life. Yeah, so apparently, positively. according to WebMD, which is a handy little website, uh, the HIV infection progresses in stages. These stages are based on your symptoms and the amount of virus in your blood. Most people go through the following stages after being infected. There's an initial stage with symptoms uh, like abdominal cramps, diarrhea, fever, headache, skin rash, sore throat, weight loss. Chronic stage is uh, the first symptoms, by the way, can range from mild to severe and usually disappear on their own after two to three weeks. It may take years for HIV symptoms to develop, but even though no symptoms are present, the virus is multiplying making copies of itself in the body during that time. HIV multiplies so quickly, the immune system cannot destroy the virus. After years of fighting HIV, the immune system finally begins to weaken. A doctor may suspect HIV if symptoms persist or if a cause of the symptoms cannot be identified. It may also be suspected when several of the following symptoms are present, and they go through some of the uh, the early ones before 
uh, swollen lymph nodes, pain when swallowing, confusion, difficulty concentrating, repeated outbreaks of cold sores or genital herpes, tingling, numbness, and weakness in the limbs, mouth sores, or yeast infection of the mouth. Uh, although also HIV may be suspected, and I've, I've skipped some of the earlier ones as well. Uh, there's a bunch, a lot of symptoms here can point to uh, to HIV. Maybe suspected when the when women have uh, certain symptoms, including abnormal pap tests, cervical cancer, recurrent pelvic inflammatory disease, more than three vaginal yeast infections in one year that aren't related to the use of antibiotics. And then there's the late stage where if it goes untreated, AIDS develops in most people within 12 to 13 years after the initial infection. So... Yeah, it doesn't look like HIV is a you know undetectable thing. It is detectable, and uh, hopefully, the earlier you get it, the better. You know, get you on the medication to prevent full-blown AIDS from, uh, from blowing out there. All right, more coming up. Bring up anything. Free talk live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. Now, uh, enjoy them all, including our webcam. I mentioned it earlier. You can go there to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen to the show. Very high quality. And you can interact with other listeners. There's our chat room right there on the very same page. So watch, listen, and chat all free at cam.freetalklive.com. Now, of course, it's not really free to run the website, but MemoryDealers.com has stepped up to sponsor the webcam. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty cool of them. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. And I was poking around on their website last night with you, Ian, and they have all kinds of memory there for the sort of the, the average guy, too. You can, you can order memory for your computer and things like that. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know how to use uh, every aspect of these things. I don't even know what all of them are, but uh, you can go check it out if you need memory for your computer. They, the optical transceivers include SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, ZenPaks, X2s, and they're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including... Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. You get some great deals over there at MemoryDealers.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, let's go to John in New Hampshire on the Amp Lines. Hello, John. Hey, guys. How you doing? John, what's on your mind I tonight? Have, I have a very boring uh, census story. They've uh, probably came by my house six times before somebody actually caught me when I was... Uh, working in the yard, and I was informed the census worker was out front, walked around, held up the number of fingers of the people residing in the house, turned around and walked away, and he seemed satisfied with that. Okay. Well, very good. Well, now, why did you uh, answer that question? Well, I have actually sworn oath to the Constitution, so oh, I you did. that much. Does that oath, uh, and now what, were you in the military or something? I was in the military, but I also did when I was elected to town government here. 
Oh, um, I see. Swore both to the New Hampshire and the United States Constitution. Now, when you swear an oath to the Constitution, does that mean that you have to swear an oath to the robed men's interpretation in the Supreme Court of the Constitution, or that you can have your own interpretation of it? I think since they have their own interpretation of it, it'd be fair that I have my own interpretation of it based on what was actually written and intended versus what strange men in robes seem to uh, determine they think it was intended as. Okay, well, that, that's good to know because I uh, couldn't possibly swear an oath to the United States, which is what I've read the New Hampshire State Office uh, oath that they, they ask people to sign or swear to. And I, there's no way that if I were to run for office and actually win uh, that I could ever agree to that. Uh, there's some sort of allegiance swearing to the United States of America, and I couldn't possibly swear an oath of allegiance to a criminal gang. So uh, it must have been difficult for you to uh, to swear to swear that oath. Well, you know, uh, you can only be expected to do what is in your moral heart, and beyond that, you can always resign if they ask you to go beyond that. Yeah, well, I, I would, I would. I would suggest having a liberty oath for uh, liberty-minded candidates to present to them. Look, uh, I was elected not to be uh, a legion, a lead, allied rather with the United States. I was elected to uh, to free people from the United States, and so I'll just swear my own oath to liberty. How about that? That's what I'd do. I'd come with that, and I'd I'd, uh, I'd offer to swear to that, but not theirs. Well, we'll see. I've actually filed to run as a state representative, uh, adding one more to the legion of uh, oh, free staters who have filed this year. And I would like to encourage anyone who has aspirations of political office, if they manage to be registered as a Republican or Democrat before, like a week ago, Tuesday, to go down to their town clerk or city clerk and file to run as a delegate to the state convention. The people who do that, no fee, you're almost virtually certain to be elected, and you show up at the particular Democrat or Republican state convention, and you vote on the party platform. And if you get enough of you, you so you have, have to go through the state in order to be a delegate at a at a uh, party convention. That's how they set it up here. Oh, but, that's uh, strange. I, I ran as a delegate in two thousand eight, one handily went in there, and we uh, managed to have enough uh, people in our particular camp to uh, roll back some of the changes they tried to make to the Republican platform. Well, one of the things that's uh, nice yeah. about... This is hugely important, what you're talking about here, John, and, and people, and it's it's totally missed. Uh, we've, we've talked about it maybe a couple of times on the show briefly, but... Because it's, it's easier to get into this than it is yeah, to win Nobody's an running for the Republican or Democratic uh, you know, organizations, and yeah. if you get in, if you can get in there, you really have a vote as to how, what direction these things go, and it's not that many people that are voting I, I i think that's a good approach and it's one of those things that i think it's probably do, doable in most places however it makes most sense here in new hampshire because you you can get together with other activists and you can come in there with numbers yeah get warm bodies um that makes a difference because in most places political action is fairly low participation i mean there's not a lot of people that are yeah let's go to the republican meeting you know there's just not a lot of people that are engaging in these sorts of things and so it really isn't a huge challenge uh, at least here in New Hampshire, to come into these places and and make a splash, maybe not take it over uh, on the first visit, but uh, to certainly but just influence the ideas, things. just influence the, yeah. with with your ideas. Yeah, but right, then you run uh, up against things like uh, local. One of the local activists did when they they tried to go to the local Democrat meeting, and they were turned away. Uh, one of them was turned away at the door because he admitted to being a free stater, and they said that well, yeah, even though the meeting isn't open to, is open to the public, uh, we don't want your tap around here. <laughs> 
Well, one other uh, duty that these delegates have is they are the ones who elect the people who are part of the state committees, at least as far as the Republicans go. So if you get enough of uh, the liberty activists to uh, run as delegates and become elected, they, along with everybody else who happened to get through the primary as a state rep, constitute the voting pool of who elects the uh, people to be in the actual state committee. And that's somebody who can, you know, affect uh, basically how the Republican policies and Democrat policies start to get uh, formulated. And eventually we will have enough uh, free staters in these positions to radically change how these parties are uh, behaving. You know what you might want to do, uh, John, just a suggestion to kind of rally more people behind this, uh, this idea is to post some instructions maybe on the various different New Hampshire Liberty Forums and, and give people some explicit uh, idea as to how they could go about doing what you're suggesting here on, on these airwaves. I mean, for people listening around the country, this is a reason to come to New Hampshire and get involved in politics because it's incredibly accessible in comparison to other political uh, realms in the other 49 states. And I, I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and good luck out there with your, uh, your campaign. A lot of free staters and liberty activists running for political office up here in New Hampshire this year. There are year. more people like John out in New Hampshire than people have any idea of. It looks like there's going going to be like two or three dozen free staters uh, running uh, for office here in New Hampshire. I'm talking about in the New Hampshire House, mm-hmm. and that's that's where they're concentrating, and I think it's the, the, the opportunity to win. There's certainly people concentrating on local offices and the Senate and things like that, but these are the ways that you shape politics in a state, and this was the way that the Free State Project was envisioned in the first place. I'm not saying that you know that the judicial activism and and uh, civil disobedience and media and things like that aren't important. I'm just saying this is what was envisioned, and it's working. It's just hard to get uh, get people involved in that sort of stuff because it's so dry. It's so well, the people dull. that come here are interested in being involved in it. Some people are interested, some not so much because they're pretty I burned run, out. I would have run for this Republican uh, committee thing if I would have known about it. I didn't have any idea. Because you're not involved. You know, you're not in. You're not going on a regular basis to these it, political events. It takes a while to get in. The, yeah, it, it takes a while to get the the sort of the word disseminated and a good uh, system well, that's for what, communicating. That's what I think is is necessary. I think that's one of the things that at least is lacking in our area of New Hampshire, the uh, the southwestern corner, it's uh, the Keene region, where there's a, a large amount of uh, non-cooperatives, agorists, uh, civil disobedience, people that are pretty burned out on the system. And from what I've seen, even a small amount of activity in the system makes pretty big waves because they they say that they want us to get involved in the system, the people out here. But then when people actually do go and get involved to us, even a small extent, like they this, are th- severely threatened, they're very upset about it. Yeah. And so they, they, you know, they, they want it both ways. They, they don't want us doing civil disobedience. They want us doing uh, politics. But then when somebody but actually does politics, you're grouping them um, and, you know, you're saying they, they, but, those who don't want us to do civil disobedience and instead want us to do politics. They then start to complain uh, when the politics is actually done because, well, the ideas are threatening and doing politics gives gives them some level of, of attention that they otherwise wouldn't get. And so I think that what is uh, what is would be helpful would be to have somebody come out who's really into this, like somebody who could head up uh, a kind of an organization or maybe not an organization, but just to get the word out. Like I suggested John there. 
Mark, you didn't know how to do these things. You weren't plugged in. There was no way way for you to go. And yeah, I should have been paying closer attention to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, and I wasn't. So people, I mean, maybe it's not just the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is more of a statewide thing. There, maybe there needs to be like regional groups of uh, people that focus on, okay, what kind of things can we do within the system to make a difference? So that's why I think that there's a real right political opportunity up here in Keene, because uh, it's just not much of that going on right now. You can go to freekeen.com for more information, move.freekeen.com for over 130 reasons to This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free as we launch here into the third hour of the program. The number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You can interact with other listeners. We've got our chat room. We've got our bulletin board system. And uh, it's a great site, all free for you, freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls about what you want. And then uh, coming up, if we get a chance, we Mark, still haven't finished the We still haven't finished the article about uh, oh, the Upton, Upton Sinclair, Sinclair article. Oh, we haven't. Okay, well, we'll get back to the jungle then in, in a little bit. But let's talk first to Tim in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Tim. Tim in Wisconsin. Going once? Yeah, um, I'm here. Hey, go ahead. Um, the... The, the, the man that um, my mom is married to now, uh, who we've both been trying to wake up, he's he's one of those kind that um, also thinks, you know, we got to have government to, or more government to do something about these uh, corporations. But, um, you know, not only that, but when my mom said uh, something, um, Tim, um, uh, against against socialism, um, about you know the stuff of our government being you know social, socialism, then he uh, he also said that he he, th- he he thinks that we need more socialism. Um, also, you know when it comes to you know to, you know, to get some done about the, the corporations. You could always this ask is, him. Uh, yeah, this isn't uncommon among uh, a certain segment of the population. A co- sort of, uh, you know, a relatively intelligent segment of the population, usually that uh, that's kind of plugged in. They believe that they know the solution for our problems, and the best solution is whatever their answer is. And the, they believe that the only way to get that solution implemented is through the government. However, violence. What they're yeah, what they're failing to understand is they. The person making that answer, this you know, saying what we need is a little more socialism. They will never be the one who's going to implement that. That's even true. If, even if they're the politician proposing it, they're not going to be but the one to implement it. They so, may also fail to see the gun in the room, and I think that's a good place to start. I mean, if what you're asking is uh, Tim, is is that how you could maybe help this guy see the uh, the light of liberty? Is maybe show him the barrel first, uh, maybe ask him a question like. Okay, well, it's fine. That you, I understand that you believe that socialism or some level of government or whatever is required for X, 
But to get rid of corporations, much, which the government created in the first place. There is that. But how much violence are you willing to inflict upon me in order to get me to go along with it? Try to try to make it personal. And then uh, if he if he balks at that, that's good because it shows that he doesn't like the idea of associating himself with violent acts. And then you can try to show him that uh, every government rule and every government uh, mandate is uh, is backed up by the threat of violence. And that eventually, if you decide to refuse to cooperate long enough, they may uh, they may kill you, or at the very least, if they uh, if you, if you put don't put up enough resistance, uh, they'll take you and put you in a into a jail cell. So, how much violence is he willing to use against you? I think that's really an important. I think that's an important question to ask. And 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 Mark makes a great point about the corporations as well. If he's a very anti corporation person, you can share his concerns. I understand these corporations seem to get away with a lot of things. Maybe it's because. They've been granted a permission slip to do them by the federal government. Right, and the corporations are always going to have more money than the average guy, so they're going to own the politicians that run the government. The idea that the government is going to stop corporations when it's the government that has been enabling, enabling corporations and business people that have uh, you know, shady tactics all along, since there's been a government, since the very institution of government, it was the rich guy that's been able to control it. The idea that you're going to create a government that's not going to be controlled by rich people, now that's utopian craziness. So what else did you want to share tonight, Tim? That's all. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Chris in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Chris calling out of uh, a little bit north, a little bit tad north of uh, Austin, Texas, with a little bit of news uh, that's not being reported by uh, mainstream ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Is this all, DJ Blaze? Uh, news agencies. It's not DJ. Uh, is, is this DJ Blaze? Excuse me. Is this DJ Blaze? No. No. Okay. No, Sorry. You sounded like somebody that called the show a long time ago. Anyway, go ahead. What's this oh. news allegedly? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, since Monday, I've been in communique with uh, a few people down at uh, Grand Isle, Louisiana. Uh, I did not want to bring the news up um, until now this evening when I got off the phone with, I want to say it's a wife of a military, um, I don't know if he's an officer or what, but he's stationed on one of the uh, oil rigs presently um, and has been vowed uh, to not mention anything. Um I don't know if it was the wife or usually people will put themselves in uh, a third-party position stating, well, it's my, you know, sister or my... But anyway, I, I feel uh, real strong. I've done a lot of uh, investigative work in the last couple of days that um, speculation of Grand Isle, Louisiana, being totally evacuated um, as I speak. And the purpose uh, of which is yeah. what? Grand Isle, Louisiana. The purpose of evacuating it is what? Uh, well, uh, my sources tell me that um, they're military, that this could be a uh, staging um, event um, to possibly evacuate roughly anywhere between 40 and 50 million plus residents of the Gulf area. 
I've contacted. For what, for what reason? Why would they? What would their excuse be for evacuating? For these what people? reason? Um, um, their their belief is possible martial law because of the golf. There's not. There's reporters being arrested, detained. People are being evacuated. Hmm. They cannot being go detained? to their homes. Normally, when we see normally when we see a story about a reporter being, I mean, normally when a reporter is arrested, that story makes That's it across. A story. <laughs> our, uh, it'll, it'll probably be at the top of our website. So I haven't seen yes. that yet. Uh, if you can, if you've got some links that you can uh, you can post, I'm sure our listeners would appreciate knowing uh, more more about these allegations that reporters are being arrested. Exactly. Your, so I would recommend you go to freetalklive.com and submit those there so people can take a look at uh, at what you're alleging. But you're saying that uh, you believe that they're going to evacuate the Gulf areas because of the oil spill? That seems like – it seems – now, maybe they will do it and you'll be proven right, but that particular theory seems a little silly because who, who's going to believe that that's it's, a necessary a evacuation bit, thing? I mean, it well, is. It is a little bit strong, but – at, at, as far as Grand Isle was concerned, um, presently, the military needs a staging point facility to operate out of. It's not accessible um, um, easily by land vehicles because it's it's um, it's 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 just not accessible. Uh, they have evacuated. Uh, I've even contacted some city agencies myself. Um, as of two days ago, and they tell me, sure, come on down with your family, the water's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have um, have also um, was on the line this evening with a uh, another military personnel stating, I asked him what was his reason for uh, the staging of the event, and his own personal beliefs... Um, the staging of which event? I'm sorry. ...are sort of... It, it, it's possible evacuation. It could be also uh, cleanup efforts. But what is it? I, I guess I'm a little confused at what event you're referring to. Now, you, now you're saying it could be something else besides an evacuation. You're saying there's a lot of military activity. Also could be they're down there to clean up for the oil spill. But mm-hmm. there's so many other government agencies involved. I mean, why would why would why would they want to have fifty ga- fifty caliber guns mounted on Humvees? For a cleanup effort, or a possible uh, insurgence of an uprise of possible uh, civilian unrest. Well, thanks for the call. I guess uh, time will tell whether you're right or not. Thank you. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So some speculation there. He believes that uh, the Gulf Coast will be evacuated because of the oil spill. Seems a little unlikely, but maybe he'll be right. We'll find out. Right? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because. If it's a secret right now, when they actually start evacuating people, it certainly won't be. We're coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 
You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains to you how to use the rules of court, how to get forms, get evidence, move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings. It teaches you how to represent yourself in the courtroom in like the time period of 24 hours you should be able to uh, you know, dedicate to this, and the average eighth grader can grasp it in that time frame. It was written by a lawyer who wants you to know how to protect yourself from members of his profession. So whether you're you know, using it to watch over your lawyer or representing yourself, Jurisdictionary.com is a, a great comprehensive course that uh, will teach you the basics of the judicial system so that you don't go in there and get caught flat-footed like, well, so many have. Jurisdictionary.com. All right. We'll continue here with your phone call. Still got to get to the uh, remainder of the, the story about the jungle, Upton Sinclair's novel, which was a novel full of all kinds of nonsense, apparently. Uh, we'll come back to that if we get a chance. But your calls come first. So let's go to Bill listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Hello, Bill. Hi. Yeah, this is Bill in West Virginia. Is this Art Bell? <laughs> no, afraid not. What's on your mind? Bill? I was getting ready to talk about, uh, we went on this werewolf hunt when we was a kid one time. Is that right? Oh, yeah, it was uh, It was in uh, around West Virginia. You probably don't know where that's at. Anyways, the reason we went on it was, is we as boys, we sitting in my, my friend's you know room there one time, and well, this werewolf busts through the window, and, you know, we were sitting in the room across from this one, and we all had pistols and stuff, but they was down... And the floor, you know, on the uh, the room below us, mm-hmm. we mm. thought, well, we go get them when we seen that werewolf, and it got out of the door too quick for us to shoot it. So we figured, well, after this, we're gonna start hunting these dang things. So it busted in the window, ran out the door of the room before you could get out the door. Well, so, out the window, I'm sorry, I'm oh, okay. sorry, run out the out the window. So wait, it busted. How did it get into the room in the first place? It was in the room. It had its leg in, and it had one of its arms through the window. You know Wait. what I'm saying? No, no, I'm, I'm confused as to how this all went down. You and your buddies were in the room. The guns were in the room on the first floor. You're in the room on the second floor. The werewolf leaves through the window now. You first said he busted through the window, but I guess that meant you busted out the window. Uh, so so how did he get into the room with you in the first place? Apparently he opened up the window, but I ain't really sure. because. So wait, you when know, you we came into the room, it was already in there? Is that the idea? Well, yeah, I mean, he busted through the window. And he crawled up on top of the house, you know what I mean? And he busted through the window, and he was looking at us. I mean, straight through the room. You know, there was two rooms, and it's kind of a, a clear shot through both of these rooms to see the other one. You know what I'm saying? So what? What? Um, what do you? I think just like motiv- how you say window. What, what do you think motivated him to bust through the window in the first place? <laughs> well, well, now I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he wanted his sister's honey panties or something. You know what I'm saying? But. That is what motivated him. There, now, wait a minute. Did you ever figure I, out I didn't who? I really want to leave on this story. I mean, this wasn't the meaning of the story. Well, I mean, no, we well, you can get to the meaning in a moment here. we got to get the details down so I can understand. Now, the uh, the werewolf, when he busted out the window and escaped. Window. Uh, the window. Excuse me. The window. When he busted out the window and it went down in the holler, uh, did, uh, did, 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 he, did he get away? Were you able to figure out who the werewolf is? Is he still on the loose? Well, no, that's what I was getting to. Okay. Now, Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Well, he got out that night, and I mean, we didn't get to see him. We actually didn't get to see this werewolf. I mean, he, you know what I'm saying? We didn't get to catch him and, and look at him real close. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, he got out of there lickety split. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I hear werewolves well, are that way. 
you know, a few years later, we figure we get the balls to, to you know, we, we get us some better guns and things, and mm-hmm. we start going out in the woods and hunting this thing. Well, now, that's the scary part when we got out in the woods. I mean, you know, the first time we went, we uh, we went up to my buddy's farm. And, I mean, they'd been hearing weird noises and stuff up in the woods anyways when we was coon hunting and the like and things like that. But anyhow, went up there, and we seen this werewolf. You know, what we did, we, walk, we walked up past his house and up in this little holler, and we start hearing noises up in the woods, knocking on trees and all kinds of stuff like that, and... Uh, Something threw something at us. There was stuff thrown at us. Mm. And then all of a sudden, this big Russian comes off the hill, you know, straight at us. A Russian? And, yeah, well, you know, it was coming at us. And Oh, this one was rushing shoots. at you? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it was more, no more than five feet away from him. And I was a little further away than he was, but, I mean, I was still pretty dang close. And he had his shotgun, and he shot, and he said he could have sworn he shot this thing right in the belly. I mean, it was a bright, you know, the full moon was out, too. Mm-hmm. We waited to go until it was. Yeah, smart move. How else right. are you going to fight a werewolf? Well, exactly. That's what I kept telling him. I said, you know, we got to wait until the full moon. But anyhow. It's easier to see outside, too, when it's full moon. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyhow, there was a, he shot, he said, could have sworn he shot this thing right in the gut. But, I mean, you know, we never found any blood the next day. I shot at it, too, but I ain't really sure. I was just kind of spraying in the woods like crazy until my gun jammed, you know. Don't buy universal M1 carbine. That's all the thing I got to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Anyhow, well, you know, later on we went and looked a couple other times for this werewolf, and I mean, we'd heard noises and things thrown at us again before, but we still ain't never got close to it. But that first time, I'm pretty sure we we hit it. But I mean, either it don't bleed or or it held its stomach and didn't bleed until it got on the hill. We ain't real sure. Well, the legends say that uh, you have to have a silver bullet in order to do it. So one would assume that a regular bu- bullet wouldn't kill a werewolf so you know maybe it has something to do with that well what do you think we are made of money i mean hell you can't afford silver bullets well um what are you doing going out in the woods with uh, unarmed uh, you know unproperly properly unarmed i mean it, it seems like you should leave the guy alone if you're not going to go after him with the proper weaponry well i reckon you're right hell for the gun probably should have got the bullets too but anyways you know that's about the end of it, Art, but I, I you know, I Art. just want to call in and tell you. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Love it. Thank you for the call and the story. I appreciate hearing from you. Somewhere in time. Yeah, what is, what is our bell doing these days? We, we saw him at that uh that He does radio the weekend convention. show he's for, still, he's for doing Coast another to Coast, one, right? I think. He's back on the air live now. Huh? I think so, from, they brought, from the Philippines. Because they brought back the old, old shows for the weekend. My God, they'll bring back some from... I, 90s, I was in prison 90s. when yeah. they were <laughs> playing some of these things. They'll talk about President Clinton and stuff. So uh, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. That proves it. 800-259-9231. Let's continue. This one is A-Rod in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live with the Ian and Mark. Yeah, it, it's E-Rod. Hey, E-Rod. What's on your mind? Yeah, the other day you guys were having a conversation about um, uh, immigration and uh, with um, uh, Gardner. And it just kind of just reminded me, uh, you know, particularly when he started talking about his, um, some of his family members who are Christians or what have you. Anyway, but he just kind of just reminded me of uh, back during the Bush administration, John McCain uh, proposed a piece of legislation, the, actually the only um, piece of legislation actually agreed with him with, and that was the, uh, the uh, trying to get amnesty for the, you know, the so-called illegals. And it just kind of amazed me, you know, uh, and, and, of course, you know, that, that the question was asked, well, what would Jesus do? And from a Christian perspective, I found it very um, 
astonishing that, you know, you had talk radio people, you know, the Laura Ingrams, the Sean Hannity, oh, no, we shut down the immigration thing, or we, I mean, the, the, the amnesty program. But I just want to remind these people that, you know, especially the Christian conservatives. Can we bring it back for the reminder? Erod, do you mind hanging on for a little bit? I want you to do your reminder, but I want to make sure you have enough time to do that. Uh, to get the message out to these conservatives who uh, don't like the idea of people immigrating. Hang on. 800-259-9231. More with Erod. We'll see what he has to say and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photos to show they are indeed listeners of this program. Also, you can send a validated video as well if you'd like. You can get the details on how to do that. Basically, it's you proving that you are a listener of the program in the picture or video. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. In fact, some of the ladies listeners that you see on the Shrine of Female listeners will be at the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. It's happening here in just a, just a, what about two weeks from now, uh, the 24th of June through the 27th. Those are the official dates. But for, Porkfest is much more than just an official event. There's a lot going on. It's happening in Rogers Campground, Lancaster, New Hampshire, the northern portion of New Hampshire. Beautiful uh, location right next to the White Mountains. Incredible view, but more important, you're going to be with hundreds of like-minded liberty activists camping out, socializing, doing various different activities. There's so much that's been planned. It is going to be, in, this, in many cases, difficult to, to choose uh, what it is that you want to do. Lots of products and services being sold without government permission at the brand new Agora Alley that's going to be happening there. All kinds of parties and uh, everything from family events to Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party and more. And uh, the premiere of the opening scene of uh, the Chartarum uh, horror film. That, oh, they're premiering uh, more than just the soundtrack. More than sound- the soundtrack you can buy and get a, a limited edition mug, which you'll be able to see the opening scene. See, these are, uh, there's just so much going on. You can go to porkfest2010.com to get just a, a, a sample of what is all going to be happening because there's hundreds of people there that love freedom and they're all hanging out together and a lot of them the very same voices and personalities that you hear on this program of course free talk live will be broadcasting live uh people like uh, dave ridley lauren canario a lot of these names of the activists that are up here that have really made a splash and made a difference uh a lot of those same people will be attending the 2010 porcupine freedom festival so come on up and see what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded people people who are activists who are getting active who many of them have already made the move to new hampshire as part of the free state project a number of them are considering making a move and uh, some of them are planning on moving imminently so come on up 
Porkfest2010.com. That's Porkfest with a C. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. 2010.com. As we continue, I believe uh, Erod is back with us in Georgia. Erod, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Now, you had a message for these so-called Christians that are looking at immigrants as the enemy. What did you want to say to those folks? Well, well, basically, again, once again, I, I just wanted to just uh, make the point that uh, when uh, John McCain um, uh, uh, proposed that legislation for amnesty and how all the so-called Christian conservatives, they were just all against it, you know, and our talk radio really shut that whole process down for amnesty. But I just wanted to just remind them uh, that uh, amnesty, if you have a principal uh, uh, objection to the idea of, of, of amnesty, then you, then you reject the very method by which God, in large part, chose to save your eternal soul. And I find that to be very inconsistent, if not hypocritical. And uh, I, I just, I, I don't understand, you know, what's, what is the problem, you know, with an amnesty program, because salvation again, in large part, is an amnesty program. That's an interesting but, point. What about loving your neighbor? Whatever happened to that? Well, well ex- exactly, that too. But, but again, you know, my, my point was just on the, uh, just the whole amnesty, because mm-hmm. there was the big, you know, bat-packing, you know, everybody patting them on the back, especially Hannity. Oh, we shut it down. Talk radio shut it, shut it down. Yeah. And, and, and yet, you know, again, if they reject amnesty, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the principle of amnesty, then, you know what, then denounce your, your, your salvation, because, again, I, and I'm just speaking for those who actually embrace, you know, Christianity, you sure. know, these and, are, you know and, and the concept, but it's very hypocritical. These you know? are the same it, people it, that would claim to be the best sorts of Christians. I mean, you know, these are the, these are the pious ones. These are our modern-day Pharisees, and exactly. for them, you know, salvation is fine. For them, citizenship is fine. For them, being able to live in the uh, the wealthiest and one of the most free countries in, in the world, is fine, but it's not okay for those other people. Absolutely, exactly. And, that, and that's just my point. As, as a matter of fact, and even in the language of the Scriptures, it even speaks about citizenship, you know, that how, you know, you were once not a citizen, now you are a citizen of the heavenly places and blah, blah, blah. You know, but it was, you know, it, it's good for you. You know, I've got my salvation but damn, be those 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 brown people on the on the southern border. You know we can't have amnesty. And again, it is hypocritical. It's good for you and your salvation, and it probably would be good for you if your husband or your wife was in you know in jail or something, and the warden gave amnesty. You know, let them free. But you know, yep. damn them. So in other words, I'm I'm it's 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 probably something more than just you know just. It, it just making them legal. It's, it's got to be something else because, uh, again, if you're if you're rejecting amnesty, yeah, I see you where know, you're coming and, from, and I thank you, Iran, for yeah. the thoughts. <laughs> uh, I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I was called uh, an agent of Satan today. And By that's, whom? A, that's a new one. I mean, normally we went out and we did the uh, we went out and we did the high school outreach as we've been doing on a weekly mm-hmm. basis here in Keene, where a couple of activists and it was only three of us today. We'll, we'll go out and we'll hold signs, uh, freekeen.com or schoolsucksproject.com. We're promoting the School Sucks podcast to the people that are in the schools. And uh, there's one particular bus driver who really doesn't like us. She makes a point of saying something nasty every time she rolls out of the uh, the school. Saying it to the people that pay her paycheck. 
Right, right. Uh, so, so she says something nasty every single week. But this was really the icing uh, on the cake. This was the the most unusual thing I think that she said yet. Uh, she leans out toward her window and she yells something to the effect of, "You're doing Satan's work." And we were just bewildered by that statement. So she continued it up and she said something also to the effect of, "And you look like him too." Suggesting that I guess I or Adam Miller from the Motorhome Diaries or Sean, our caped crusader uh, here in town, looks like the devil. And I just kind of found it interesting that, uh, wow, this lady who's getting a paycheck, which was stolen from people. Let's see. Doesn't it say thou shalt not steal in the Ten Commandments? Well, clearly she doesn't see it that way. But well, that's, I guess there's no prohibition about taking the money from someone who stole the money, It's the unfortunate right? circumstance that, uh, that, that we're reduced to. I mean, this is our political conversation in this country. It's had by bumper stickers, uh, you know, signs and, uh, you know, yelled epithets. When I've gone out to, to some of these protests with you in the past, I've had things thrown at me. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's how people react I guess it is. Right. They don't have anything intelligent to say. They don't have anything uh, to actually counter the things that we're saying about freedom, liberty, <laughs> these ideas that are so powerful and so logical and, and that, that, that makes sense and they're hum- the most humane way for mankind to interact with one another, the free marketplace, voluntary interaction. It's the most sensible message that, uh, that you can put out there for people. So, of course, they have nothing they can say to it. But yet they continue to strike with uh, with their personal attacks, and fine, go ahead. It's only making you feel bad on the inside because it doesn't it doesn't bother me. You're the ones that are that are hurting yourselves. Anyway, I just thought I thought that was a particularly interesting insult and one I'd never heard before. I'm used to hearing you're a fag, uh, get a job. <laughs> uh, let's see, get a job, you're a fag. Those are probably two of the more frequent ones. We get some middle fingers, which are to be expected, and that sort of thing. But. Agents the, of Satan is the a new get a one. job part is is silly because all these people are uh, you know employed and they're making their living in whatever way they're they're making their living. Frequently, it's teenagers that say get a job. I had middle schoolers tell me get a job this week. But you have a job. Well, I'm a business owner, so that's a job. I mean, you're working. Okay, job what you, suggestion. What are you telling me, kid? I'm, I have a yeah. job. I mean, that's yeah. so. It's I have a job. I'm able. My job's so good. I'm able to step this, away right. from it to come. <laughs> you know, to do this. So the, the get a job thing is. It's just jealous people that yeah. have to punch clocks and and their children. Right. Be uh, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Be a worker drone. I've been there. I really feel like going back. Though sometimes I miss. Sometimes I miss retail just a little bit. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Even in the remaining moments, there's enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. 
And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. Get the perks. Amp.freetalklive.com. Perks include, by the way, the commercial free version of this show, a special AMP-only podcast. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Richard, I believe in Tennessee. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to relate an uh, interesting conversation I had with my mother-in-law today. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, uh, well, we got to talking, and she got talking about how the Muslims wanted to come over here and take over our country. And I, I'm, oh I'm a longtime podcast listener, and you know, I believe in what you guys believe in, and tried to explain to her. All right, how'd it go? Yeah, <laughs> not deep, real good. <laughs> deep seated fear, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, she's she's one of the types that you know watches the main mainstream news like Fox News, MSN, you know, all all that stuff. And you know, it's uh, I may have made a little little bit of of headway. I mean. What, uh, I think, Ian, you're the one who I've gotten one of my favorite sayings now is, you know, in order to, to be free, you have to be willing to let others live free. And that's mm-hmm. why I tried to pound into her. And hopefully maybe she'll, she took that home with her tonight. And the only problem maybe, with that is that not everybody wants to be free. So <laughs> that only true. really works on somebody who desires uh, freedom, who can see how unfree they truly are. If someone hasn't seen the violence of the state up close, if they, uh, they, you know, they're still living under this fantasy that they live in the freest country in the world, that they believe that they're free, then that won't be persuasive to them. You know what might be an interesting idea, and, and maybe this exists out there somewhere, is, is like meet a Muslim day. Like, because how many of these yeah. people that uh, don't like Muslims are afraid that the Muslims are going to take over America? They're going to parse their Sharia law on us, and they're all a bunch of killers. Well, well, how would they feel if they knew a Muslim? Maybe they do know a Muslim, but that Muslim hasn't necessarily outed themselves as a Muslim around them. It would be interesting to uh, to have people meet a Muslim under some sort of normal circumstance and then find out later on down the line, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a Muslim. You know, to, to make it really clear that this guy is peaceful, uh, that uh, th- this person is a, a loving individual, that they are just like everybody else, but they happen to have this particular religious belief system, which in no way is a radical belief system or any more radical than any of the other mainstream religions uh, around the world. It has its radical adherents who are likely to uh, to resort to violence, but so does Christianity. So, uh, so I think that might be an interesting way to persuade somebody like that, to find somebody who's already in their life who is a Muslim and have them kind of come out of the closet. Of course, I don't know how comfortable the Muslim would be with uh, something like that, so it would have to be up to them to uh, to make that decision. Well, well where we are, we, we uh, very rarely ever see any Muslims. Uh, one of the other interesting things that, that she said was about how we need to keep our borders closed, uh, you know, the southern border, because the terrorists are coming through there. Mm. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, uh, <laughs> If mom is not a good prospect, then she's not a good prospect. And I don't know how much time you want to spend on something like this. That's really the ultimate question is is how much how much persuasion are you willing to engage in? Uh, because is it the more you persuade, the more alienated she feels from you? Do you feel like you're alienating her at all by uh, having these conversations? Uh, possibly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
it's it's my way to be out be outspoken about liberty. You know, when somebody says something like that, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to express my beliefs. And sure, I I, under, I absolutely understand. I don't blame you. I you know, feel the same way. I felt that there was it's it's tough to dealing with somebody who is you know, your mother is an authority figure, whether you like it or not. You know, and and so therefore you are an inferior figure to her, and in some ways, and it's tough for her to take certain types of it's tough for anybody to take certain types of information from somebody who's an inferior um, when they're supposed to be the superior and that's human relations and all that stuff but i i did find a technique that worked really well for me and i don't know if you'll be able to adapt this but you know my wife didn't want to accept ideas of liberty because you know this wasn't this is wasn't what where she came from and it wasn't what she believed and she certainly didn't want to be taught these things by her husband or, and boyfriend um, earlier you know, she wanted to have her own stuff. It was her individuality that was sort of at stake. And over time, rather than sort of preaching to her and pounding the message in, because that simply wasn't working, I let that go. Um, I, I just I would say things about the ideas of liberty, but not really get into the, the uh, conversations about it. Just just mention it. And then at some points I'd be like, you know, this is a tough spot for me to get my head around. Can you help me with this? And can we think about together how, you know, the ideas of liberty, once she had learned them just sort of uh, secondhand from me, can you help me think about this so that I can articulate it better? And so getting her to help me articulate it. Whether she believed, you know, whether she was willing to believe it or not, she was just just sort of a sales exercise, essentially. She, uh, you know, sort of picked them up on her own. That's an interesting well, approach, Mark. You, Mark, you may remember me. I'm the one, uh, Gian. Uh, don't get too mad at me, but uh, I'm the one who has the DCS wife, Mark. The DCS Department of Children Services. Uh, yes. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, you know, yes. my wife worked for the uh, Vocational Rehabilitative, Rehabilitative uh, Services or whatever in in Florida, and I don't think it's a bad thing to work for the government. Uh, somebody's got to work for the government. I would prefer it to be people that uh, you know, under, at least are understanding the ideas of liberty. And I hope that you know those people, uh, you know, uh, conduct themselves with integrity. It's got to be a tough job, right? Yeah, I mean, like like, like I said in the, in the, I think I replied to you. Um, I mean, I think I think she does, you know, does do the best, you know, that that, that she can under the circumstances. You know, but I mean, she's the same. She's the same way. I mean, you know, status pretty much. You know, and I'm sorry. Were we I talking about your wife? I missed an important point. Were we talking about your wife this whole time, or your mother? Well, it was actually my mother-in-law that mother -in -law. I had a conversation with. But okay. my, my wife, my wife works for DCS. Got it. What, and what is her mother? Does it? What did her mother uh, do when she was working? Presuming she's not working now. She actually used to work in the pharmaceutical industry. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's not a bureaucrat to bureaucrat kind of generation, a generational family then. Um, uh, well, her father worked at uh, like a one of the you know uh, what's the word for it like one of the military contractors. Okay, you know uh, when it comes to my mother, and actually they were just up here uh, visiting Heen, my mom and dad, uh, just uh, for the last week, and we didn't get in a single political or issues oriented conversation, and that's because I just don't care anymore. Uh, you know, at one point I was really hot on the ideas of freedom. And of course I thought it'd be pretty cool if my parents were on board uh, with those ideas as well. And she just didn't care. You know, uh, she was, yeah. it was during the Bush administration. Now she's friendlier because uh, the Obama administration is in and she doesn't like them. So she's friendlier to my ideas from the briefest of 
snippets of conversations we've had on the phone that might touch on some issues. Um, so maybe she'd be more ripe to do it now. But I just don't. I just don't care. I, you know, she she made it pretty clear to me that she thinks I'm crazy uh, for my belief system, and so it's like, okay, well, we'll just keep it to pleasantries then, and we'll never get into any conversations of uh, of substance. And that's how it's uh, that's how it's going to be. And so, therefore, we had some very nice uh, lunches and dinners, and uh, no one no one argued about anything at all. And uh, that's how, you know, that's just how it's going to be. I'll I'll spend my efforts on persuading other people in my life that sometimes are more persuadable. Can, some people can be sometimes people can be persuaded better by an expert, and an expert's a person they don't know from you know. Basically, an expert is a person you don't know. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why maybe uh, with a stubborn friend or family member or something like that, bringing them on with something that you think they'll respond to, like, like free, talk to free Talk Live, or maybe uh, you know reading a book like Healing Our World by Dr. Mary Ruart, whatever it is you think would work best for them, having it be somebody other than you that uh, essentially does the pitch, maybe a, a, a way to give this a shot with someone else. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you and the story. Let's go quickly to Matthew in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matthew. Matthew in Texas, going once. Yeah, hi. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, actually, um, I wanted to comment on what you were just saying. Yes, sir. And um, you're talking about uh, not not necessarily that guy's mother, but healing the world. Healing and, our world, yes, by Doctor yeah, okay. Mary Ruart. Yeah, not not necessarily the book, but in literal terms. Okay. I'm talking about stopping the new world order. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Well, I know that people use that term to generally describe uh, certain individuals who would like to aggregate more power toward themselves around the world. And but bigger I, sort of one-world gov- one government yeah. kind of right. things. Right, but it's being proposed as, as we speak. It's been it's proposed, proposed for years. Yeah, a, they've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, like, JFK died trying to tell us this, you know what I mean? Um, mm. I, don't he, know if, I don't know if I believe that, but go ahead. Well, well, listen to his last speech, you know what I mean? Like, listen to his last speech saying... You know, I'll tell you what, was, our new world order masters are actually demanding on. that we get off the air right now, yeah. so uh, you'll have to call back another time, but you're welcome to, and uh, we can talk about this in, uh, in more detail if you'd like. If you didn't make it on tonight, apologies, uh, try back tomorrow. Can we um, finish up this last little bit of the... We'll have uh, to do that tomorrow. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. 